Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems. Problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Wikipedia page for Betty Boop, part one of two. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Vernado, KSN, reminding everybody to subscribe. This is going to be a good time because Betty Boop is an interesting character. Can't wait to find out all the jazz about Betty Boop. That's right. I only really know who Betty Boop is through like general culture. But I've never actually seen her portrayed in, like, an animation, like a cartoon or anything. So uh, here we go. Oh, by the way, everybody out there listening, I'd like to apologize for Rachel's attitude ahead of time. What about my attitude? I was apologizing for your attitude ahead of time but, to the But I the started fans. this episode pretty positive. Oh, yeah. But before we pressed record, you weren't pretending. <laughs> well, perhaps I had a good reason to have attitude before we hit record. I don't know if that's true at all. You know what? Let's let's just get started and not pull the wiki listeners into our personal drama. <laughs> Good call. All right. Betty Boop. Betty Boop is an animated cartoon character created by Max Fleischer with help from animators including Grim Natwick. She originally appeared in the Talker Tune and Betty Boop film series, which were produced by Fleischer Studios and released by Paramount Pictures. She was featured in 90 theatrical cartoons between 1930 and 1939. She has also been featured in comic strips and mass merchandising. A caricature of a jazz age flapper, Betty Boop was described in a 1934 court case as 
combining in appearance the childish with the sophisticated, a large round baby face with big eyes and a nose like a button framed in a somewhat careful coiffure. With a very small body of which perhaps the leading characteristic is the most self-confident little bust imaginable. What? Although she was toned down in the mid-1930s as a result of the Hayes Code to appear more demure, she became one of the world's best-known and most popular cartoon characters. That was a weird paragraph. Yeah, definitely. The part that I said what to was a quote. Yeah, that was uh, that was by weird. the way. Yeah. So basically, that is how Betty Boot was described in a 1934 court case. Weird. So you know how Hello Kitty is actually a person and not a cat? No. Oh, well, Hello Kitty is is a little girl and not actually a cat. So I'm wondering okay. I'm wondering if Betty Boop is actually a cat and not a person. Are you actually wondering that or are you just wasting everybody's time? I mean, I'm I'm wondering if there's something like that, you know, with her. I don't understand. Like maybe she's like like actually an animal and not a person. What makes you think that? I don't know. It's just like she's kind of illustrated. She's kind of weird looking. Okay. History. Origins. Betty Boop made her first appearance in the cartoon Dizzy Dishes released on August 9th, 1930, the seventh installment in Fleischer's Talker Tune series. Inspired by a popular performing style, but not by any one specific person, the character was originally created as an anthropomorphic French poodle. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's crazy. Amazing. You thought I was crazy for saying that. Yeah. But I was on to something. Yeah, you got lucky. Holy Clara Bow is often given credit as being the inspiration for Boop, though Fleischer told his artists that he wanted a caricature of singer Helen Kane, performed in a style shared by many performers of the day. Kane was also the one who sued Fleischer over the signature Boop-Oop-A-Doop line. Betty Boop appeared as a supporting character in 10 cartoons as a flapper girl with more heart than brains. In individual cartoons, she was called Nancy Lee or Nan McGrew, derived from the Helen Kane film Dangerous Nan McGrew 1930, usually serving as a girlfriend to studio star Bimbo. To studio star Bimbo. That was his name. All right. Within a year, Betty made the transition from an incidental human canine breed to a completely human female character. Congratulations. You move it on up. Oh, my God. While much credit has been given to Grin Natwick for helping to transform Max Fleischer's creation, her transition into the cute cartoon girl was also in part due to the work of Bernie Wolf, Otto Fuhrer, Seymour Nidal, Doc Crandall, Willard Bowski, and James Seamus Colhane. By the release of Annie Riggs, Betty Boop was forever established as a human character. Her floppy poodle ears became hoop earrings, and her black poodle nose became a girl's button-like nose. I can't tell you how much joy this is bringing me. What? That, like, I was right about her actually being an animal character. Oh, well, congratulations on all that joy. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Betty was first voiced by Margie Hines. Later, several different voice actresses performed the role, including Kate Wright, Bonnie Poe, Anne Rothschild, also known as Little Anne Little, and especially Mae Questel, who began voicing Betty Boop in Bimbo's Silly Scandals, 1931, and continued the role until 1939, returning nearly 50 years later in Disney's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, 1988. Today, Betty is voiced by Sandy Fox and Cindy Robinson. I didn't even know she was still voiced. Yeah. Although Betty's first name was assumed to have been established in the 1931 Screen Songs cartoon, Betty Coed, this Betty is a different character, which the official Betty Boop website describes as a prototype of Betty Boop. At least 12 Screen Songs cartoons featured Betty Boop or a similar character. Citation needed. Betty Boop was the star of the Talker Tunes by 1932 and was given her own series that same year, beginning with Stopping the Show. From that point on, she was crowned the queen of the animated screen. The series was popular throughout the 1930s. Since the character was created by an Austrian Jew and eventually voiced by a Jewish actress, May Questel, animation fans sometimes try to pinpoint various aspects that hint at Betty's Jewishness. The 1932 talker tune Minnie the Moocher featured the one and only appearance of Betty's parents, a strict immigrant couple who get upset that Betty does not want to eat the traditional German foods, Hassenpfeffer, rabbit stew, and sauerbraten. Benjamin Ivry of Ford says that any of this evidence is ambiguous as these are not kosher foods and the accents of the parents are comical, German accents rather than Jewish. Yeah, I was gonna say rabbit isn't kosher so i'm surprised that they would be eating that well you didn't have to say it because it was written in front of us betty appeared in the first color classic cartoon poor cinderella her only theatrical color appearance in 1934 in the film she was depicted with red hair as opposed to her typical black hair wiki listeners you can support us by listening to this message while you predict other anthropomorphic cartoon characters in the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Thank you for listening to that message, everyone. And if you're having a good time with Betty Boop, let's talk about her contemporary resurgence. Contemporary resurgence. The Betty Boop films were revived after Paramount sold them for syndication in 1955. UM&M and National Telefilm Associates were required to remove the original Paramount logo from the opening and closing, as well as any references to Paramount in the copyright line on the main titles. However... 
The mountain motif remains on some television prints, usually with a UMNM copyright line, while recent versions have circulated with the Paramount Public's reference in cartoons from 1931. Man, imagine getting told to edit something like that in the 1950s. Ted, what? Anything, really. It just sounds hard. Before it was digital. <laughs> okay, Zoomer. Okay, Boomer. Neither of us are either of those things. My God. I see you giggling. So? The original Betty Boop cartoons were made in black and white. As new color cartoons made specifically for television began to appear in the 1960s, the original black and white cartoons were retired. Boop's film career had a revival with the release of the Betty Boop scandals of 1974, becoming a part of the post-1960s counterculture. NTA attempted to capitalize on this with a new syndication package. But because no market existed for cartoons in black and white, they sent them to South Korea, where the cartoons were hand-traced, frame-by-frame in color, resulting in the degradation of the animation quality and timing. Unable to sell these to television largely because of the sloppy colorization, they assembled a number of the color cartoons in a compilation feature titled Betty Boop for President, to connect with the 1976 election, but it did not receive a theatrical release. The release of the films on video cassette for home viewing created a new market for the films in their original form. The American Movie Classics cable television channel showcased a selection of the original black and white Betty Boop cartoons in the 1990s, which led to an eight-volume VHS and LV set. Betty Boop, the definitive collection, some of the non-public domain Boop cartoons copyrighted by Republic's successor, Melange Pictures, Viacom CBS's holding company that handles the Republic Theatrical Library, have been released by Olive Films under Paramount's license, while the Internet Archive hosts 22 Betty Boop cartoons that are public domain. Public domain, you say? Yeah, that means that Betty Boop's going to be advertising my brands pretty quickly. Yeah, I was about to say, Wikilisten's <laughs> about to take a turn. Planned feature appearances. In 1993, plans were made for an animated feature film of Betty Boop, but they were later canceled. The musical storyboard scene of the proposed film can be seen online. The finished reel consists of Betty and her estranged father performing a jazz number together called Where Are You? Jimmy Rolls and Sue Rainey provide the vocals for Betty and Benny Boop. Producers Stephen Paul Levia and Jerry Rees began production on a new Betty Boop feature film for the Zanuck Company and Metro Golden Meyer. The script by Rees detailed Betty's rise in Hollywood in the golden age of Hollywood. It was to be a musical with music by jazz musician Bernie Wallace and lyrics by Cheryl Ernst Wells. Wallace and Wells had completed several songs and 75% of the film had been storyboarded when two weeks before voice recording was to begin with Bernadette Peters as Betty, the head of MGM, Alan Ladd Jr., was replaced by Frank Mancuso, and the project was abandoned. On August 14th, 2014, Simon Cowell's Sicko and Animal Logic announced they were developing and producing a feature-length film based on the character. According to Playbill in 2012, a musical based on Betty Boop was in the works, with music by David Foster and book by Oscar Williams and Sally Robinson. The musical, now entitled Boop, the Betty Boop musical, 
with the new creative team of music by David Foster, lyrics by Susan Birkenhead, and book by Bob Martin, is scheduled to make its pre-Broadway debut at the CBC Theater in Chicago, Illinois, from November 13th, 2023 to December 31st, 2023. What? That's right now. Let's take a wikiless and field trip to Chicago to see this. I doubt that that is going to happen, but you're free to go. So that's where we're going to end this for today. Yeah, and tomorrow we'll pick up with this section uh, that starts off sex symbols. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of great information there. And there's also a very sexy picture, a cartoon of uh, Betty Booth. Well, I mean, I'd say half sexy because her head is a big square, which is kind of weird. Yeah, because she's a poodle. That's how she started. This has been the Wikipedia page for Betty Boop, part one of two. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at Wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten. Except for X, which is at wiki underscore listen. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it really helps us out. Check us out on YouTube for more content. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your anthropomorphic poodle sex appealed character. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, let us know. We will read it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.